and welcome back to 90.7 WCLH, Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, Hazleton. You are listening to Telling the Untold Stories of Wilkes podcast, episode number four. You are listening to Lindsay Scory, the host of this podcast. Um, I am very excited for today's episode. We are getting an inside scoop at Sports Radio. So we're sort of doing a special feature on WCLH itself, and I am with two very familiar guests of mine. Um, first, we have the former sports director and current station manager, Ariel Reed, and we have the former assistant sports director and current sports director, Ryan Martell, if you guys would like to introduce yourselves. What's up, y'all? It's Ariel Reed. Uh, I guess I'll just give the standard rundown for your normal first day of school icebreaker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ariel Reed. I'm a double major in communication studies and sports management with a minor in economics. She was excited for that one. I do. I do <laughs> love economics. I think I might I might mess around and get my master's in it. I don't know. Um, but yeah, as Lindsay mentioned, I'm the student station manager of WCLH. Got my start in sports my freshman year. Kind of worked my way up the ranks to get to where I am now. Um, in addition to WCLH, I also am in Wilkes Now TV, where I'm the producer there. Um, again, same thing. Started out bottom of the chain. Got my jump into sports, worked my way up to the top, and then the exact same story, but with Beacon, um, I'm the managing <laughs> editor. Uh, got my start in sports and crawled my way to the top, pretty much. Um, in addition to those, I'm also the president of the Sports Management Club, um, the finance director of Dance Marathon, and a I think I'm the treasurer, actually, of um, Pi Beta Lambda. When Ariel gives a rundown on her involvement, I like wait for her to catch a breath. I'm always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, You're like, I'm is like, it over? I'm like, wait, a lot is going on. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry to tell everyone. I do not have that resume. <laughs> I know. That's a little tough to follow. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, so I'm Ryan. Do you see those balloons falling? I'm sorry. It's so <laughs> distracting the out of the corner of my eye. The studio's going crazy right now. Um, um, also, before Martel introduces himself, you are going to hear us refer to him as Martel. He introduced himself as Ryan, but that is not. Yeah, that was, a little, not what we call it was a little weird to Come hear Martel, Ryan. Martin. Marty. Martin. 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 <laughs> Martin. My roommates like, started calling me Martin. It's my okay. neighbors growing up are Mennonites, and they're the Martins. I can't associate you with the Mennonites. <laughs> well, it's just the way he says. He goes like Martin, and it's like it's funny. I respect the hustle. This yeah. is why I can't bring friends on the <laughs> podcast because we didn't or even people, get Martel's introduction. People who are already radio stars, yeah. like <laughs> they're so, used to this room. Uh, I'm Ryan Martel. Um, that's that. <laughs> I am the Ryan Martell. It's like whenever NFL players um, introduce like um, their college and they say the Ohio State University. Like, well, I'll, I'll be like the Wilkes. I saw that in your Twitter bio and I was like, why? That was a joke that Mike and I did freshman year and I just decided not to change it. Anyway. The only O-lineman to exist is Ryan Martell. Got him. Got him. <laughs> Okay, Martel. All right, yeah. Who are you? Who are you? Who am I? I'm Ryan Martel. I'm a double major in marketing and strategic communications. I'm the host of The Letterman here at 90.7 WCLH Sports Radio. I am the sports director, like Lindsay said earlier. Also on, the, also on the football team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm on the basketball team, too. I was about to say, <laughs> we're going to talk sports radio, so let me clarify. Ariel's let me reintroduce the... myself. Yes, because it worked out perfectly that... Uh, <laughs> it is. I was really hoping you would get the reference. Come on. I, this was dangerous to bring you two in here. See... I woke up feeling dangerous. I say, Martel yeah. and I have been doing radio for three years together. Right. So, I mean... So, okay, so let's give a little background. We do have a really good 
team of sports people on, but I want to talk a little bit about that later. How did you two get into WCLH specifically? Oh, that's a great question. Can I start? Because I think yeah. I might have been earlier. No. If you don't mind. No, because <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was well, on you, before you. You came on before me, but I one of the reasons why I came to Wilkes was because of the radio station. Really? Okay, well, then you can tell yours first, because I didn't come because of the radio station. Yeah. I came because of the TV station. Fair enough. Um, so, yeah, no, I originally came to Wilkes where I was, you know, going through uh, the college recruiting process, and I noticed that Wilkes had a radio station, and that's where I met Ben, ben Mandel, and he was like, yeah, I mean, if you come, we would love to have you on. We would love to get you to talk sports. Um, you seem excited to talk sports, uh, and, of course, you being on the football team, that would be a lot easier. Uh, football came around, or I committed, then football came around, didn't really start with anything, and then he comes to me about early September, mid-September, and goes, hey, you want to start talking on the radio? And I said yes, and since then, yeah. 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 I mean, my story's <laughs> kind of similar. So, I mean, same thing. I was uh, brought here for the recruiting process. Um, I was a basketball recruit. Um I kind of saw the radio station. Radio wasn't really my interest at first. I mean, my true passion growing up was broadcast journalism for sports. I wanted to be a sideline NBA reporter. And so, like, what piqued my interest was the TV station and, like, the state-of-the-art kind of thing of it. Mm -hmm. um, but then as my time started at Wilkes, I realized, yo, I got to be a multifaceted person. I need to know how to do every single thing and be the best person in the room to do that kind of thing. So that's how I got my start in radio. I was I knew that I had to, like build up a resume, build up credentials, that kind of thing. I needed to know this was, like, I needed to know this as a skill, pretty much. Mm -hmm. um, and the person who got me on was actually, I think, first Luke Madrovsky. Yeah. And then Ben followed as a precursor, or not precursor, a secondary, mm -hmm. um, was supporting the idea. Uh, I remember Luke cornered me, and he said, after he read through one of my, like, first Beacon article, and he told me that he thought I was going to be a special talent, and he wanted me to kind of, fill in all these different spots Aww. and he was like I think you could really thrive in this area let's give it a shot and here we are now <laughs> and you were uh correct me if I'm wrong the first female sports personality I was yeah yeah I was the very first female sports personality first assistant sports director first sports director so wow how awesome is that and yeah see, I always gotta throw in um it is a podcast hosted by moi so I always have to throw in my own little tidbits mm -hmm. I actually joined radio because of Ariel mm -hmm. so for those who don't know uh which I'll be surprised if they know us and don't know this Ariel is like my best friend on <laughs> campus um so I had I had a lot of interest in the comm department but our freshman year I didn't really try all the co-curriculars and when we had Dr. Brasenio for comm 102 if you listen to Club Hour Classics, we've talked about this 20 million times. <laughs> but we decided to do that as our co-curricular assignment. Ariel was like, why don't me, Maddie, Danielle make a radio show? And it was like that from there. And now I'm the social media director. And um, I met Martel through Ariel first. And now I'm on his social media team. Martel and I are very good friends. I made direct eye contact with him for that. <laughs> because I always wait for Martel to say something sarcastic at me. He's well behaved today, though. I have nothing to say. <laughs> It's just, it's so weird to, like, sit back and reminisce on these things. Right. Like, because, like, we're not that old. Like, we're just juniors. No, but I forget that we're upperclassmen and, like, there's people that look up to us. You guys like, are. Yeah. But, like, yeah. Martel. <laughs> I have a, a different situation going on. Yeah. But yeah. You know it's fine. But, see, I think about that when I see, like, the freshmen who are joining and getting really involved with radio. It makes my heart happy because I, I think about that feeling of, like, the excitement, excitement of it all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can and I just, uh, don't mean to interrupt, mm -hmm. but um, no, go. new recruit on their show, Alex Scratching, 
Uh, he came up to me the other day. I like uh, him. He's a very nice kid. Yeah, yeah, no. Kid, I mean, he's like two years younger than me. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he's a freshman. Uh, but he came up to me um, either yesterday or today, hugged me, and goes, thank you for letting me join the radio. Aww. That's so wholesome. That, yeah, no, that, really, that really made me smile. That's yeah. so sweet. No, like kind of just to speak upon that even too, like just seeing the people that you train and the people that you've like kind of helped – along the way, like, right. get big successes, big wins. Like, I mean, we just named Jason assistant sports director. Right. And I, I'm not going to lie, I cried at the end of the interview. <laughs> like, because, I mean, I was, like, Jason's first, like, mentor. I was the one who got him into radio. I was the one who got him into Beacon. Like, right. I kind of roped him into the department and, like, kind of made this place at home for him. So mm -hmm. to see him succeed, I was just... No, 110%. Yeah. It's going to be the only time I see Ariel cry. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, for anyone who knows Ariel Reed, that's kind of a surprise. Well, because I feel like, because my first ever episode for this podcast was about the e-mentor program, and you guys know, mm -hmm. and this was the first year I had comm students as my mentees, and, you know, we always talk about it with the mentor program, like, you usually have a few mentees that, like, never need anything from you ever mm -hmm. again, but, like, getting to watch, like, Zach and Julia get really involved, like, just makes my heart really happy, like... I don't know, like, to see, like, people succeed that you get to give, like, advice and mentorship to just means a lot. And I feel like I want to give people a background on, like, the sports shows going on, because as we're talking about this. So can you give us a little bit of background about where the sports show started and how we got to where we are today with it? Mm -hmm. um, so it started as Sports Talk with Ben Mandel. And from there, after Ben graduated, obviously, we can't be Sports Talk with Ben Mandel. <laughs> Um, no so over the summer, Martel, <laughs> Dylan and I, uh, started a group message. Like, cause we, like, we knew we were the new faces of sports radio. We tried, wanted to see where we wanted to take it. And, um, as a group, we decided to name the show the huddle. Cause kind of like, you know, like basketball huddle. I know what that is, even though yeah. I'm really not into sports. I remember Dylan introduced the show once as huddle up fans and I, <laughs> I, I lost it. I lost it. But, um, yeah, so it started as that and. We kind of built upon that. We brought Chris onto the show because we needed someone to talk some baseball with. And then um, brought up to the fall, end of fall semester. Um, it was still the huddle. Now it transitioned to the Letterman. And I kind of had to step out of the role. Um, I needed to kind of focus on other things at the time. So, I mean, I moved up to station manager. And from that point, Martel took on the show. The show took on a new face, a new persona, a new name. And now, correct me if I'm wrong, you have a bunch of sports personalities that you come on and y'all just – talk sports for two hours three times a week so yeah uh an hour and a half to two hours depending on everyone's schedule and all that but mm -hmm. yeah i mean um i envision it being like this and just seeing like it really turned into form and now like we have a podcast going i mean we have the, the cameras up mm -hmm. um seeing uh just like everything just growing and growing and even like walking around campus people going hey i listened to this or like i caught mm -hmm. this on youtube or um, well, when I mentioned we have a SoundCloud, people go, oh, drop me a verse. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the best part of having the SoundCloud. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah. it's just, uh, like, just from where we started, uh, Tuesdays from 10 to 12 at night. Oh, that was, yeah. that was a horrible show time. Oh, my God. It, it was bad. <laughs> oh, my God. Those <laughs> to, were. <laughs> to now, like, we're doing it three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Mm -hmm. uh, we go live on the radio. We have constant, like, People texting me, people texting like the other on-air talent, like what they think while we're on the show. They're like, getting live, yeah. Like 
that's just like really cool to me. Yeah. I mean, I even got texts too whenever we were still all on the huddle together. Like I would get texts like Liam White, our religious <laughs> fan, would Snapchat me every Loyal time and be like, Oh, that was a hot take, Ariel. <laughs> oh my god, he's my favorite person. That but is, like well, that's like I think one of the best parts of it is to get that rewarding feeling of like people are listening, people care, people have opinions on it. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like you realize you're making an impact in a sense. Like Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Like you're not just talking to yourself. Yeah. Like I had um Caleb Hudson come up to me the other day and asked me when there was going to be March Madness talk. And I was like, people care. People. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, people are right. into it. And like, I give big kudos. Like Martel, you could speak to this. How do you do the breakdown of the organization of every show episode? Cause I always find this fascinating, like deciding the relevance of the topics and who gets on when. So I, how I break it down. I first look at everyone's schedule and I told everyone to give me their schedule. So that's how it first started see okay well this person has a class this time this time this time mm -hmm. they have a class this time let me get the best time so then everyone could be available and that has happened to be three to five monday wednesday friday this semester uh some people like um our co-hosts czar lanceman and zach paraway they have class from three to four fifteen on monday wednesdays so we do football monday wednesdays four thirty five mm -hmm. um and then just depends on like who like really like timing wise like if everyone's free or whatever just depends on who wants it first who wants to talk mm -hmm. at three who wants to talk at 330 who wants to talk at four right because i i've always given kudos to the fact that i don't understand how you don't go over the way i see you guys so passionate about the things you're saying and you get to the end and you're like oh we have two minutes left it's like you can talk about it forever i uh, the amount of times i've done that talking college basketball <laughs> in the last two three weeks literally our college basketball talk monday Today's Tuesday, right? Yeah, Monday. Yeah, Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's only Tuesday. <laughs> um, our college basketball talk was literally just 25 minutes of UConn. Not, I mean, not just because of me, that, though. I say that because that's it, not honestly, any different. It was not me. Yeah. Al Alex and Hossie kept talking um, a lot of smack on UConn. So UConn men's yeah. or UConn women's? UConn men's. Well, the, I say because UConn women's are slacking. <laughs> yeah. For those who don't know, Martel is from Meriden, Connecticut. I'm surprised yeah. you knew that. He's a big UConn man. He's a big UConn Literally, guy. Literally, you could pick any random player, and he'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, they went to UConn. Oh, yeah, he they're from Connecticut. He always finds a way to talk about Connecticut. Yeah. Because I got to show love. I get it. Yeah, you don't you see know. me talking, oh, yeah, down in Toontown. Well, yeah, because, you no. know, PA is so big and boring. Um, did you just do a side wait, eye to wait, the camera? Listen, you did not just listen, do that. We're not doing this. You just did the side eye to the camera. All right, if you're listening, YouTube, watch that YouTube video. <laughs> you are dangerous. Okay, well, I like just... Like I said, I woke up feeling dangerous. Yeah, me too. <laughs> shout out to Baker. Da, 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 da. Can I do shout outs? I don't it's know. Yeah. Who cares? Do what you got to do. Boom. Okay. Could you just shout, shout out? Shout out to Meriden, Connecticut. Well, shout out to... Shout out to Altoona, PA. Okay. Ooh. A note to self. Well, <laughs> which, is, which is more well-known? The Altoona Curve. Yo. In Altoona, PA. Oh, my God. Okay, so this is a podcast talking promotional things for Wilkes University, mm -hmm. talking about student perspectives and stuff. So I do want to throw it out there. To, if there is anyone interested in radio, we actually are holding our first meeting Thursday at noon in Karen Bellis. Mm -hmm. um, you can contact Miss Ariel Reed for more information on that. Love um, a good email. Yes, because I plan to get this podcast <laughs> up before then. So if anybody's listening like the day this podcast drops. Oh, yeah. We're not going to talk about the fact that Ariel's favorite form of communication is email. 
There's so many quirky I things. I do. I <laughs> listen. I know it's bothersome to a lot of people. I do answer emails faster than I answer text messages. Why can't Marcel nine times out of ten? <laughs> oh my gosh. I do love me a little email. <laughs> I said a good email, not a little email. Please address me as hello, Ariel. Please don't just start your conversation though. A lot of people do that and it bothers me. I say hi, Ariel. I don't say hello. I know, but like I like give me some form of greeting. Right, don't just 100%. jump right into it. So if you're looking to join the station, you can email Ariel.read at wilts.edu. Um I actually would like to talk a little bit about our eboard too for mm -hmm. WCLH. So essentially how the radio station works. Um we'll give a little rundown on if anybody's interested in joining. Um, so we do have an executive board that keeps operations running. Obviously, Ariel, Martel, and myself are a part of that. So, um, well, first and foremost, we have our general man manager, Kristen Rock, who keeps us all in check. She runs the station. Uh, she is phenomenal. Shout out to Prof Rock. She's one of the best. <laughs> what did she? She's just it's just a ball of energy. I love her. Yeah. If I you've had the pleasure of meeting her, you know <laughs> who she is. She's my favorite person. Like, I don't think I've ever had just, like, a five-minute conversation with her. Like, I think anytime she has to tell me something, it's, like, 15 different things. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, oh, did you see this game last night? <laughs> I, I, like, watched something about it, and oh, my God. She's like, so it's so easy to talk to. Yeah, she is very easy to talk to. Mm -hmm. She's um, just, I don't know, my favorite person. <laughs> she really is. Like, she's just energetic. Like, even people who don't do radio find themselves, like, coming and confiding things in her because she's mm -hmm. just... I don't know. Shout out Prof Rock because she feels like she's like our age. Like yeah, yeah. The way we just like <laughs> talk to her, I'm like, oh, Prof Rock, guess what I did last night? Like, <laughs> but um, oh, also gotta give a shout out to Bob. Bob, yeah, love Bob. Bob, Bob is fixes our every engineer. He's Bob very is just Bob. I don't remember Bob's last he's name. Very, he's very. It's Reet. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's very like strict and like disciplined in the different things that he does. Like I remember Google updated and he told me I broke it, and I was like. <laughs> I was kind of just like, okay, Bob, yeah, I broke Google. I'm so sorry. I won't do it again kind of thing. With all those emails. But, yeah, <laughs> it was the emails. <laughs> but, no, Bob really does a lot for us. He, um, during COVID, got these two boards, the one here and the one in production, to be able to talk to each other so we'd be able to social distance. Mm -hmm. um, he just he does a lot. I feel like he's a little bit underappreciated for our station. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. Because he comes in, he does his job. He's super sweet. Definitely a good guy. So, mm -hmm. those two, besides them, the e Before before this semester, Bob was a mythical creature to me. Really? You right. just you heard of him? Bob? You never saw him? No, I've heard of him. I heard of the legend of Bob, but I never knew who he was. Really? Really? And then I met him like two weeks ago. I was like, oh, That's hey, Bob. That's crazy. Oh, I s well, maybe it's just because I like live in this building. I right. see Bob like well, every other day. I met Bob my freshman year. I don't know how you didn't. Maybe I did. I don't know. Yeah, you probably just weren't aware. Bob, yeah. Bob is just Bob. Bob mm -hmm. exists. Bob is. Is Bob part of the simulation? Yeah. Probably. We can't talk about that on here. That's confidential. No. Yeah, you did not hear that. You did not hear that. Okay, so <laughs> let's bring it back. Continuing <laughs> on, um, our eboard is what keeps a lot of station stuff running when Prof Rock isn't here. You know, when Bob isn't here. Um, so Ariel is our station manager. She's short of short of. Let me try words again. Run it back, Turbo. Oh, run it back, Turbo. Um, Ariel essentially runs anything you could need in the station. She makes sure things are doing well in wide orbit. She programs things in. She makes sure that people are doing what they need to do, keeps us in check, um, sort of runs the people and the station. Mm -hmm. um, and we have a bunch of other positions. So obviously Martell is our sports director. He runs the, uh, the Letterman, the main show on WCLH for sports. Um, and on top of that, he has an assistant sports director, Jason Eberhardt, as Ariel mentioned. 
Um, he helps a lot with social media and stuff like that. I am our social media coordinator, so I handle all the uh, general radio, social media, stuff like that. Uh, we have a marketing director, Bryn Stahl. She does a phenomenal job making sure like our schedules are all intact and everything. Because you wouldn't believe how tough it is sometimes coordinating studio time and making sure like things are free and everything plays when they need to play. Yeah, and Bryn also she does a lot, she sells a lot of our underwriting, which is pro- I think probably like her main like role. And like if you don't know, underwriting is just like the ads, PSAs, promos, that kind of thing. And she like she's the one who writes out the liners every week that we have um, to give. So yeah, which is very uh, the legal aspect of radio is very important. And, yeah, um, we also have an alternative director for alternative music, Maddie Kynard, mm-hmm. um, an assistant alternative director, which is Bree Ebish. Um, on top of that, we're in transition for a hip hop director right now, but that will hopefully be coming. Have some in. interviews tomorrow. Yeah, so hopefully that'll be working out. Um, and then. What am I forgetting? Oh, rock, rock and metal. and metal, yeah. Rock and metal. So we have Tom Gallo, who handles those two genres pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think I think that's it. I believe that's it. Right. Or we have production, which is Hunter Fulmer. Not yet. Not yet, but in transition. Still, so still we, technically, yeah. it's, it's still technically Ariel Reed, but... Right, so we... Yeah. But we have a nice lineup of people who help coordinate and run everything for radio. So we're essentially in charge of making sure everything's operating well in those select areas. And then we have the general staff, which is everyone who runs the shows. They're what keeps, you know, college radio what it is, making it specific to the students. We have Mm -hmm. a lot of really cool shows. Anything you could want. We have specific shows on books and movies or music, Mm -hmm. like anything you can think of. Prof Rock, er, like everybody wants it to be a thing. You know what I mean? As long yeah. as you follow the legality, we're open to it. We have a pharmacy show. Exactly. Like, we have a pharmacy show. And like, I um, have to edit their audio. And I was sitting there listening and I was like, wow, like I wouldn't have like normally tuned into this, but like listening to it, I'm like, oh, I wonder what the side effects of like opium are. Isn't that like, so cool? <laughs> and then we also, we have, a, we record to help record a history podcast. Like mm-hmm. we record audiobooks. Yeah, we record audio. There's just so many cool things that happen in the studio that we're just so grateful to get to be a part of. And um, I will say like, that is my favorite thing to see like people start new shows and like do stuff like that. So I will say, I think it is so worth it to be a DJ. We've said this. I remember when Dylan Mel was doing YouTube videos actually, and he did our interviews Every single one of us said we love that radio doesn't feel like a job. It just feels like a fun activity to come to. Like mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like, oh, I have this meeting at two o'clock. But when I have like a session for radio, like that's my time to decompress. Mm-hmm. That's not my time to be like, oh, I have to be in the studio at this time. I'm like, oh, I get to be in the studio at this time. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that feeling is kind of in everyone too. Whenever they come in, like I remember Hayden used to like always say he was stressed, but like Country Fridays from two to three, he was in his zone that's in his, his prime, hour. just relaxed. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, and I've had other uh, people come on the show and say, yeah, I mean, this takes away the stresses of the day. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I had an exam earlier, or I have an exam later, but, like, talking sports or talking, you know, whatever we're talking about, it just helps them, like, just forget it for a moment. Like, yeah, I am a college student, but I get to not worry about being a college student for 30 minutes an hour, however long you're on. And mm-hmm. what's awesome about it, too, is, like, you could have people who are just passionate about it and enjoy doing it for fun, and you have people who genuinely want to do this for a career. And mm-hmm. this is, like, great practice for them to be able to pursue that. So I have a question for you both. Hit us with it. Um, so I've always been curious about this, and I've sort of talked to you guys about it, but I want you to go more in-depth. In mm-hmm. When you know that you are going to cover a game that happened or, like, a draft that happened for a show, 
do you sit there and take notes? Do you know what you want to talk about because you just know enough about the like specific sports topic? Like, how do you go about that? Like, there's a game on tonight, and you have to talk about it tomorrow. Um, I feel like you kind of just analyze. Like, I mean, it's something you just do, I guess. I mean, we, like, started when we were younger. I mean, when we were younger, we probably didn't speak as much on the show. Um, but kind of, like, as you get into it, you understand, like, oh, like, Jason Tatum hitting a three in the corner was the crucial moment in that, of a game. Like, you need to talk about that kind of thing. So I feel like you just have this, like, sports sense about it. You're like, oh, like, this is something we could talk about. Or, like, I don't know, Chris Paul, like, has gone, like, zero for ten in his past three games. Like, he's usually, like, a star-studded player. Like, we need to figure out what's wrong with him. Let's talk about it. Like, do we think the Suns are still viable? Like, you kind of just right. take something, some aspect of the game and you find some way to make a storyline out of it. Okay. Yeah. So, so do you make note of that? Or are you saying, like, you just remember that? You just remember. I mean, I, I think it's like a, an athlete's thing. Like, yeah, I, I mean, can go ahead. For me, watching football, I mean, I, you guys know I love football. So just like watching any game, even if I'm watching the highlights of a game, like if I couldn't make, uh, watch the game or whatever, I make a note, like, oh, okay, in the third quarter, halfway through the third quarter, that's a big sack, but X or Y player got injured or. Uh, end of the fourth, this guy, big penalty. Did the refs cost the game? So I, I keep mental notes, and then, like when we talk about it the next day, whether it's that game or just any specific sport in general, like I ha I kind of keep the conversation going. But then at some points, I'll transition to, well, what do you think about this play? How did this change the 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 game? Or, okay, well, this person was had thirty points. They went eight eleven from three. Like where was the momentum like for the other team or you know questions right. like that mm -hmm. that makes absolute sense so yeah. then okay so let's say that there's a freshman coming in they're really into sports they really want to join sports radio but they've never actually talked logistically about sports live before what pieces of advice would you say are the best for being able to do that i would say mention your favorite team like i know when we first started uh we talked a lot of jags football <laughs> we talk, talked a lot of like why. Golden State Warriors. We talked to the Lakers. We talked to the Lakers like every day, but that was just because Dylan, Dylan likes the yeah. Lakers. So, um, so we kind of just find a sport or a team that that person likes. So that means they're kind of familiar with the players. They kind of know how they play. Right. And from there, you like branch out to other teams. Like I think when Jason first started, we talked Boston Celtics a decent amount. And then once he got comfortable, like, talking freely, we kind of shifted towards other teams. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I guess just find a team you like and say, hey, can we talk about this team? Right. Start where you're comfortable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then you could branch off more and learn more. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, whenever I was first thrown in for baseball talk, like, I don't know much about baseball. Right. So, I just, like, awkwardly sat in the corner and listened. Yeah, and even but that's how you learn is by observing and seeing yeah. people talk about it. Like even listening too. Like I could carry a full fledged conversation about baseball now, and like I can name some players, that kind of stuff. So, right. won't respect your opinion because you're an Astros fan, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. no. <laughs> um, I no, get but, so much heat for that. <laughs> so. I, I will never forget. Anyway. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Oh, I always forget about that bet until you say I will never what forget. Bet? The is it radio appropriate? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so our freshman year, we actually made a bet. It was probably our biggest like first sports take. Um, the bet was if the Astros beat the Yankees in the ALCS, yeah, yeah. 
Um, so if the Astros beat the Yankees, Martel had to grill me a burger. No. And, That's so funny. And if the Yankees beat the Astros, I would go on a date with him. <laughs> See, I like to do bets. That's always a win-win. Yo. I was, so what happened? I, I don't want to fist bump you on that. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon? What happened? Who so, th- so the Astros won. So he had to make a burger in an Astros jersey. They cheated. There was he a was, buzzer. Listen, you no, were, no, no, it was no, a Garrett no, no, Cole no. jersey. So he's only Yankees I'm not even now. talking about the jersey. I'm talking about Jose Altuve running from third to home, holding his shirt, going, don't touch me. Don't touch me. I have a buzzer. Let me run into the dugout after I just sent my team to Allegedly. the World Series. Allegedly. Allegedly. Was not I just made another bet, This is like, I'm... What was your other bet? So... Uh, yesterday I was with the new kid Alex, and he bet that if UConn does not make it to the Elite Eight, they won't. They will. Okay. Now, we're actually winning the chip this year. Um, <laughs> if they don't make it to the Elite Eight, though, I have to go get him a Philly cheesesteak. From yeah. Philly? From Philly. You're gonna drive to Philly? Yes. Wow. And that. if UConn makes it to the Elite Eight, he's going to buy me a Kemba Walker UConn white jersey. You know, because that's what I remember from Cardiac Kemba. Cardiac Kemba! And um, he's going to wear it for a week, praise UConn, and then watch us win the chip April 4th. Do you know, I'm so used to you guys that, like, when you guys talk about things, like, sometimes my brain goes numb because I don't really understand the verbiage. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I'm sitting here and I'm like, I'm hosting this podcast. I have to kind of try and follow you. <laughs> but I, I kind of did. It's okay. That's so. I, I, understand, uh, my, I understand the. I like premise. that bet though. It's a good bet. It's, it's a win-win. What did I? Yeah. I like to do win-win bets. I I, I really. Because either way, it. either way. Remember when we got those cheesesteaks when we went to the 76ers game? Yeah. Oh, was that you guys and Dylan? That was a good day. Yeah. Yeah, that looked. Like I remember. Fun. Yeah, it was. Tony Luke. Tony Luke. Yeah. yeah. Such the, a great day. I went to Pat's last week. Really. When I went to the Corday concert. Pat's is better than Tony Luke's. Del Sandro's is better than Tony Luke's. Del Sandro's? I, uh, I've only had one Philly cheesesteak because I try to avoid Philadelphia. Um, yeah, she's a Pittsburgh girl. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm a Pittsburgh. I'm a Yinzer. Like, oh! <laughs> Even though I say y'all because my mom's from Texas. <laughs> All my exes. Okay, beautiful. Well, my input for the freshman. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did we not even get there? Yeah, this is embarrassing. We were reminiscing on good times. Again, I can't bring friends on this podcast. <laughs> um, what I try to do is I try, like, what I've been doing a lot, because I make notes uh, for, like, stats or anything like that. So what I've been doing is I've been making Google Docs, sharing them with the freshmen or other co-hosts, and just saying, okay, this is what I've looked up. If you want to look up anything else, um, go ahead, or like if you have your own knowledge, go ahead. But this is what I think is the most important part of whatever we're talking about. Right. Mm-hmm. Like um, the other day when we were talking, what were we talking? <laughs> Talk so many okay. things. Tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow, when we talk NBA, the seventy-five team in the ESPN top seventy-five player list. Mm-hmm. I literally just how Clay Thompson is seventy-seven. <laughs> There's a lot of controversy with that list. I'm not going to get into it now. But I put just, I literally just listed all the players, put all the honorable mentions, and then it's better than just reading the article because the article, you know, a lot of scrolling. Yeah. I do that. You'd rather listen. Fair enough. Well, I made it into like a, I don't know, I guess a 98 page 
thing. Into what? Because you, I Oh, the article yeah. was ninety-eight pages. Yeah. I thought wow. you wrote ninety-eight pages. That's crazy. Though. No, why would I write ninety-eight pages? I know that's why. That's why I give you that look. I was like, you wrote ninety-eight pages. I mean, if I did, God bless. If you if you did, I'd dap <laughs> you up. But <laughs> I, it was only two. You know, actually three. There's three. <laughs> Good effort. Give it to him. Give MLA to format. Him. <laughs> yeah. An MLA format. Yo. Not APA. I, I, I gotta be honest, I don't know. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Chicago. It's nice and clean. Yeah. Put the little tick marks, then you put the citation I might at the see, bottom. I might go to a Chicago concert this this uh, summer. Imagine you, us staying on track. Oh, yeah, let's run it back. <laughs> I was going to mention a concert I'm going to in Chicago, but... Which is wonderful. I'm so It's not in Chicago, it's just the band Chicago. Oh, oh okay. Mine's in Chicago. Right. Nice. Yeah. I want to go to Wrigley. Anyway. I mean, fair enough. Me too. That'd be fun. Okay, beautiful. I gotta save enough time because I do have a curveball topic for the end of this. I was say, yeah, you have a lot of stuff. So, our final question before we get to our final topic is: If you guys could rejoin radio all over again, is there anything you would do differently? Absolutely not. Period. I agree with that. I I was say, I think I, I think I really like coming into the program, kind of just being willing and open to do anything and everything, Mm -hmm. has kind of allowed me to be in the position that i am in today right and i really i don't think there's anything mm-hmm. i would change i remember i applied last year when we applied for eboard positions um social media wasn't really a thing it was either marketing mm-hmm. director or doing a music position so i applied i said i would either be willing to do marketing or hip-hop and when i saw i got social media at first i was like oh that's weird like i didn't apply for social media and now i'm like i'm so incredibly grateful because that's mm-hmm. something I really want to do with my future career. And I feel like it gave me a great opportunity to get to be in everyone's shows. Because the only thing I think I'd say I'd change is I wish I did more shows. Like, I mm-hmm. wish I branched out and did my own show, which I'm currently doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get to sit in on everyone's <coughs> shows because I get to cover them. So yeah. I've seen The Letterman 20 different times. You know what I mean? I've seen Bree and Hannah's show. I've seen Amanda. You know what I mean? I've seen everyone's shows, which mm-hmm. is awesome. How could you see our show 20 times when there's only been nine episodes? <sighs> is it really? I sat in on the huddle many times. Ten? I want to say at least 13. I feel like you guys, because the first two weeks we were online, right? And then we've been in school. Then we did like a... Another four weeks. And if anyone is interested in watching WCLH The Letterman, they are on YouTube. Yes. Mm -hmm. At WCLH The Letterman. Mm -hmm. I should mention that um, little segment. Follow our socials, WCLH Radio. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Also follow WCLH The Letterman, as well as Wilkes Sports. Go ahead and click follow. The only thing mm-hmm. that I would do differently is get involved into the TV earlier than what I did. In TV? Yeah. Because I, I always wanted to. I just But you don't never have did. any regrets with radio? Yeah. But no, like, no radio regrets, anything no, like that? Martel's, I think Martel's like, you know what? I'm tired of listening to myself. I want to see myself, too. <laughs> Side I note. mean, <laughs> a side note. I'm sorry. That's what it sounded like. Side yeah. note. Uh, shout out Coach David Beaver because he told me I was the most beautiful man for radio today. Oh, that's your the coach? Most, you, you realize that's that an insult. From? The yeah, most beautiful man for radio? That's an insult. Yeah, yeah that's but that's how, that's how our relationship is. We just kind of insult each other, but then we tell each other we love each other at the end of the day. Do you know what? That is a perfect segue into our final topic because that speaks to sports culture. So... Ariel and Martel. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do recall, which I know you both do, The Beacon released an editorial a year ago. Exactly. This was spring 2021. 
because we're in spring 2022. Are we? Uh, yeah. So a year are ago. Are we real? We are real, in fact. <laughs> so a year ago. We're the in Beacon, the simulation with Bob, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those who don't know, read The Beacon. But The Beacon releases an editorial every week, which is written by the staff. It's anonymous who wrote it, but it is usually a majority staff agreement as to what the topic is. And The Beacon released this editorial. What was the headline? Oh, Nelly. Um, oh, Nelly. Athletes. Uh, Wilkes University Athletics disappoints Wilkes yet again. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Okay. So this was. <laughs> Sorry. This was an extremely controversial editorial. Probably one of the most widely read beacons to date, I would bet. Some people have it framed and hanging on their walls. Yes, yeah, we do. I was about to say. I said, even though I know a couple other uh, athletes have it hung as well. Right. So this was a big deal and it made a lot of athletes very upset. I remember sitting in class and it was even brought up in one of our classes and we talked about it for like 20 minutes. I remember that because the girl who brought it up, I was like, just so that you know, I was like news editor, L.A. editor, opinion editor, assistant news editor. It like I like, like went around. Yeah. So I actually wasn't on the Beacon staff at the time. So, Ariel, would you mind giving a little background into what the editorial was about? Yeah. Um. So obviously COVID was still relevant and well not that it's not reveling but it was very rampant at the time yeah and uh there was a party thrown at i want to say i I I don't remember i plead the fifth it was 37 but i plead the 37 (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so there was a party thrown there and then i mean obviously there was a high attendance of athletes um because because we can we're in college and um covid cases spiked like crazy Mm -hmm. one person there had covid and then it was everybody else and i mean it once it got into athletics and it spread amongst teams because there's a lot of team on team interaction Um, and people the university was able to contact tracing so they knew exactly where it came from yeah and the well they knew where it came from because someone went to the, the university, university about it, right. And told them exactly where it happened. And yeah, but... Other stuff. I know, mean, but, uh, within know. that, uh, where was I going with this? So I, I will jump in and say, because I have a few different mm-hmm. things I want to go here with this. First and foremost, I know because it upset a lot of athletes because it was sort of that idea of the vague athletes are disappointing Wilkes University. Mm-hmm. I will say we don't have sororities or fraternities. So a lot of, you know, the party life it does, because let's not lie, you know, I've yet to get controversial on this podcast, but it's undeniable that no matter what school you go to, no matter what organizations they have, there's going to be parties that are thrown. Plead mm-hmm. the fifth. Again? Plead the again. fifth. Like I said, well, I'm, I I'm said we're going to get into this topic. But let's get political. Let's get political. Don't get me so, I think a large part of that is the majority of parties that are hosted on campus are thrown by athletes in the houses they maintain. I wouldn't know anything about that. Mm-hmm. Right. So, Martel, you are making yourself look so bad by like <laughs> being like, I plead the fifth. Even though Martel wasn't even there. Okay, so. Um, Martel was in 35 when it was in 37. <laughs> I Do you, uh, This is going to be launched and Wilkes people can listen to this podcast. Okay, so Martel, please. Okay, so the big topic I want to get into with this, though, is sort of that idea of a lot of athletes got really upset and were hurt by the fact that the editorial mentioned that, you know, they have it easier, that, you know, a lot of things are brushed off the shoulder of athletes because they have this sort of reputation about them on campus. 
And I would argue, I think it's expected for athletes to sort of, you know, like if something were to go wrong and athletes were to get in trouble for it, it's sort of that idea of, oh, it was expected of you to do something like this anyways. Do you guys have an opinion on sort of the negative stereotypes that are surrounding athletes and partying culture? I mean, I feel like they're falsely negative statements. I mean, yes, we are D3. So, like, the legend is that, like, D3 is the easiest of all the levels. But in actuality, I mean, our schedules are very, very similar to a Division One, Division Two schedule I've even. I've seen it, yeah. I mean, a lot. yeah. So, to hear that we get it off easy is hurtful in a in a I guess nice way. I don't know any, any other other way to put it. Um, we are held to a higher standard. I mean, we're the face of the university. When we go travel, like you represent your school, and whenever the editorial was first released, like I mean, yeah, it sparked controversy. Yeah, people were upset about it, but like, it kind of was a reminder that we are held to that higher standard, and we need to be acting more like mm-hmm. that in a sense. Um, I mean, we also all had, like, very strict and rigid COVID protocols as well. Like, I mean, we were tested three times a week. You're tested on game day. You have to wear a mask in practice. You have to wear a mask when you lift. You you can only interact with your team within a certain amount of time because you're in a time bubble kind of thing. And, like, if people truly understood all those rules and regulations, I guess they would have a better sense of, like, why they were upset about it. Because I feel like athletes don't get off easy. I feel like – if something goes wrong and there's a potential athlete with it, I think you're hit the hardest. And there's also a lot of athletes who don't partake in the partying who were really upset mm-hmm. that their image was talked about like that. So I understand that. Yeah. I mean, like, in a way, we kind of, like, wiped the athlete, like, athlete, athlete. Oh, my goodness. But we- you also can't <laughs> just say, like, Wilkes football disappoints the university. Yeah. They, like, that kind of thing would get. Yeah. Because yeah. they mentioned uh, the football house in the article. And that's what, I mean as a football player that really hit me because it's like okay well not all football players not not even football players but not all athletes like do this so like mm-hmm. yes it happened to be at a certain house where football players lived in yeah but Wait, that, that could have been any house i'm not gonna i'm not asserting any opinion here i'm just genuinely asking do you think there's a part of you though with that like loyalty to your team that if even if you weren't a part of something you would take the fall with them for it because they're like your family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we, we all, that's take what the I fall. didn't understand when everyone was like, so and so did this and so and so did that. I'm like, aren't you supposed to be close to these people? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, defend that. Like, that's still my team. That's still, I mean, I think there's a loyalty complex among all athletes in general. Right. Like, I mean, whenever um, Coach Narge, we did that thing about our football team, I took that personally. And, like, I know everyone on my team took it personally. And we were – and I think all athletes on campus in general. Like, if something happens to any other athlete, like, it's a part of your culture. Like, you are in that culture. And you take it personally. You take it to heart. And you're like, oh, like, you can't defame my my school's coach like that. Right. Yeah, and that that tweet really made a lot of people mad. So that Mm -hmm. sparked a lot in a lot of different people. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that's one thing. It's that's, very hard to yeah. go across the square right now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I do think that's a really awesome thing about athletics is that sort of support people have. And I love the rivalries of like, this is our school. And even if Ariel is in basketball, she still supports the football team, you know, like the soccer team, like 
everybody has a sort of loyalty to each other because at the end of the day we all go to the same school. Yeah, like we all same team. Same team. I don't. I don't think if that tweet happened, the amount of people, or at least like, we our coaches texted us last Tuesday. Hey, go to the basketball game. It's King's game. Mm-hmm. And, so and only like 10 get, football players showed up to the women's game, but that's neither here nor there. For those who don't know what the tweet I, was, can I, you explain? Ariel wrote an article on this on the Beacon, but for I those did. who aren't aware. Um, so the tweet said, so as many people know, we are switching conferences to the Landmark Conference with a bunch of baby Ivy schools academically and um, top-tier athletic schools. I mean, Scranton, Susquehanna are pretty much always nationally ranked in every sport that they're in. Juniata is always a tough school with – Every other sport and other than football, other than football, yeah, they're not, sadly they're, their football team is not that great. But um, so we're switching conferences just because we want to be held to a higher academic and athletic standard. And um, Coach Nar, um, head coach of Kings football, tweeted out, "If I lost four out of five Mayor Cups, I'd look for a new conference as well." And I mean, if you look at his record, he has the most average record. He's he's been five and five the past. Seven years and years previous, he was three and eight, three and seven, three and seven, four and six, four and six. If you yeah, break down, he's only the, had, the <laughs> yeah. Um, by the way, one, my coaches loved your article, thank you. Um, I ripped them off a piece of my beacon, anyway. Uh, second, it makes me happy whenever I see that, that one, too. Uh, I think they framed it, I didn't check their p- specific <sighs> office. There's a couple of typos, but it's okay. That's fine. <laughs> they, I don't think they would know, <laughs> they just saw the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> He just, uh, I just remember he's like, Ryan. I'm like, yeah. He's like, who wrote this? I'm like, says on the article. He goes, Ariel Reed. Hmm. She knows what she's talking about. <laughs> uh, but secondly, uh, Cole Jesmer followed it up with a pretty, pretty lovely tweet. Saying, oh, my coach refu- like banned me from tweeting. <laughs> she was like, Ariel, you're banned from tweeting until after we play Kings. I believe in karma. <laughs> um, he tweeted out... Um, my our coach has the same amount of wins in four years, and you've been here eleven. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, there's not much else to say with that. I mean, you can even look at the way Drock has changed the program too. Like, yeah, I mean, bef- three, three pre- years ago, zero and ten, and then I mean now, yes, uh, not the season we were looking for last year, going six and four. But I mean, we still have a good group of guys around us, and. We're working really hard, getting working in the lab and getting back to what the standard or what we want to have the standard be, which is mm-hmm. contending for the back championship and then after this year, contending for a landmark championship and yeah. even further from there. But what I would say, too, to that, though, is I honestly think those levels of competition, don't they fuel you more? Oh, my God, yeah. So uh, as much as I think we want to sit here and be like, you know, King says this, King says that, I'm glad they say it. I'm glad they rev us up because it creates like healthy competition. Mm-hmm. And you know, we'll get that again. Like the Kings Wilkes rivalry isn't just going to. Oh, it's, go it's away. not going to die. When, like, no. when we lost um, November, I remember leaving that stadium going, I'm never going to lose here again. Nope. Never going to lose here again. Because you, re- you remember that feeling and you never want to feel that feeling again, especially mm-hmm. to a team. Who acts the way that Kings does about right. it? Right, they they have a chip on their shoulders. They definitely do. No, yeah, we they look forward to us. Like their their schedule, and you should you should enjoy that feeling. Yeah, mm-hmm. like good. Look forward to seeing me. Yeah. So I mean, we we look ahead to or not look ahead, but we look at other teams on our schedule. At least I do before Kings. Kings 
where they're number one because they know they can't compete with the other top teams in the conference. Right. I mean, so. we've, we've, we finish like third or fourth every year, right? Usually DelVal finishes one because it's DelVal. They're yeah, we're, we're still insanely good for no reason. <laughs> eh, not no reason, but yeah. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, last year it was DelVal, Lycoming, or Widener. And I think it was Lyco Widener. Lyco Widener, us. Yeah. Yeah. Because those were the three teams we lost mm-hmm. to. So. Mm-hmm. Right. But like the one thing I really enjoy though is like how Ariel was mentioning earlier. Like nobody here like thinks, oh, we're D three. Like we're not like gonna try. We're not like like everyone I know that does a sport here cares immensely about that sport. Otherwise, they wouldn't be doing it because of the dedication that goes into it. Mm-hmm. It's a lot, and I'm not gonna lie to you. If I wasn't passionate about it, it's. It's tough enough as it is when you enjoy it to have to be like that regimented and be able to do all those things and accept the losses with the wins. But I give big kudos to you guys for the amount of effort you put into it. Like Ariel's been out on an ACL injury this whole year and I don't think she's missed a single game. Goes to all these practices, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. that loyalty to your team and that idea of like, I'm going to come back stronger. That's something I will always give kudos for to people in athletics because I think that's a really big deal. Can I share a little story? Yeah, please. So this past year we got a new running backs coach we had him on the huddle albert young. Uh, albert young sorry if i just spoiled a big reveal no it's fine okay i was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say his name anyway All right. um albert young he played division one football at the university of iowa he played a couple years as a running back for the minnesota vikings and other various teams uh, bounced around uh played behind adrian peterson which i mean adrian peterson is one of my favorite running backs so i mean i've fell in love with the guy just because of that fact. I was like, you know Adrian Peterson. Uh, he knows various other people, but um, I remember his first day. He's like, you know, we're doing introductions, uh, players, coaches' introductions. And he was like, I, I'm a D1 guy. You know, this is my first time coaching. This is my first time being in a D3, you know, setting. I don't know, like, how I'm going to coach you guys. It's like, you guys, like – like, the way he was saying, yes, he was condesc- condescending on us, and he was like, oh, you guys aren't the same as D1. Um, Going to skip all the middle parts, but fast forward to a couple weeks ago uh, when he he's leaving the program for uh, for his uh, partner. So he's you know, giving his speech, and he said, you know, uh, that he loved us and that he truly didn't know what he was getting out of it until he was just living through it. And now that he's leaving, like he wishes he could stay. So like the fact that we were able to change his mindset and like give him like, Hey, yeah, like, yes, we're D three and we're not looked at the same as D one. We don't have the TV contracts. We don't have the NIL deals. We don't have any of that. Well, I have an NIL deal. Besides you. Um, But the fact that we we were able to change his opinion and, like, Mm -hmm. I guess earn his respect. And, I mean, he's still a good guy. I love talking to him whenever I get the chance to. Uh, So Yeah, but it speaks a lot to your guys' characters and your work ethic, for sure. Yeah, and I mean, I think even, like, I don't know if y'all know this, but um, so before we even came in, there was a huge – um, coaching change like literally every single coach from Wilkes was canned and they brought in a whole new set of coaches and our recruiting class was the first class of these new coaches and 
I mean, before that, Wilkes was just your eight seed. Nobody really cared about them. It was an easy win, like Cupcake City kind of thing. And Cupcake City. We so our recruiting class was brought in as kind of the people to start that change to make our to put Wilkes on the map pretty much. Right. And I feel like thus far in our three years of athletics, well, two because you broke your foot and two for me because I tore my ACL, um, we've been able to make that change and kind of shift that culture to where Wilkes is more of a respected athletic program. And I feel like that's where our pride in every team stems. Mm-hmm. Like, I like I see what Drock's doing. I see his vision. Before Drock, the football GPA average was like a 1.5. Now you guys are up to almost a 2.5, right? You're pretty close. You're like a 2.4, I think, wasn't it? We're 2.6. 2.6? No way. Mm-hmm. I know his goal was to have everyone with a 3L. So, like. And how great is that? Yeah, like, even seeing that change. I mean, Wilkes basketball, this is the first time in 25 years that we've made playoffs. Like, right. a lot of big changes are happening. And I think it's because everyone's buying into that culture that, like, yeah, we are a family. And look at the people who are passionate about it. Look at the people who care. Like, it is a lot about leadership. It is a lot about your coaches. But it's mm-hmm. also about the work you guys put in. You know what I mean? Like, you have every, like, you don't have to care. You don't. Yeah. And there there are some people who don't, but there are a lot of people you could just tell, like, they continue day in and day out to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I see you guys when you are tired, and I see you guys, you know, when you don't want to have to keep pushing through everything, but you do it anyyways. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. we, we know what's expected of us, and we know what to do. Like, I mean, I've been playing basketball for 17 years. I'm assuming you're, you've been playing football for, like, at least 10? Yeah, 10 years. Yeah. Like, it's... We know what's expected of us, and we know, hey, I might not feel like doing this, but I need to put on my best face and get up and do it. Anyways. Get up and do it, and I feel like that is has really helped shaped our culture. Yeah, I mean, I've been I've been playing sports since the day I could walk. Yeah, <laughs> I remember my uh, my mom telling me since the day I could walk, my dad handed me a baseball, going, "Okay, throw it." <laughs> so uh, that was me, but with a basketball. Yeah, I didn't officially <laughs> play till I was four. <laughs> So, right, and how full circle is that to see where you are right now? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of crazy that like that's all I really know. Right, like that. Or I mean, if you're if you talked to me two years ago, all I knew was sports. I I didn't have a plan after college, other than I want to go to the NFL. I want to play football. Like that's what I want to do. Right, mm-hmm. and like now, like. Yes, I would still love to play in the NFL. I mean, that's any kid's dream, or at least who plays football. But um, now I know, like, hey, if that doesn't work out, got, you like can still oyster. be in sports. I can still be in sports. Yeah. Just talking about these guys in the NFL. Sort of. Uh-huh. That's, mm-hmm. that's, again, you know, coming full circle on the topic of sports and radio and WCLH and everything. It's yeah. like you guys can still find a career in the thing you love, even if you're not playing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I was a multi-sport athlete and I mean, I like, I love every sport. And if I'm being quite honest, I almost couldn't have come here. Like I, my freshman year, I had division two track offers, but then I, once I tore my left ACL, I lost that speed and all those offers were uh, pulled. And that's whenever I like started to like, fully dive into basketball more and like basketball more and with that kind of led me to Wilkes to be able to see like oh see the bigger picture like oh like basketball is not going to be forever like I'm going to have injuries I'm going to have to eventually stop playing basketball but I I don't think that'll ever happen but like yeah like it kind of opened up my eyes like oh like I can still be in sports without playing the sport right I wish I could say that about football but uh one day my body's just gonna be like you know what 
No. I know. I think I think I got good yeah. like three years left in these knees. I mean, both no. ACLs are gone. Like, <laughs> well, I will say that was a beautiful way to wrap everything up, talking about like all the positives of sports culture and everything like that. So I really mm-hmm. enjoyed your guys' takes on everything. But. Plus, I I guess talking about friendships too, because I don't think we, I mean, we kind of did, but I mean, just like the the bond that you build with your teammates, it's just mm-hmm. incredible. Like I. I still remember my first football team. I, I actually have a picture of it on my laptop. Aww. Yeah. I have a picture of me in a white turtleneck, gray shorts with my hair down and like my I had bangs at the time. <laughs> and I was shooting a basketball. And like that image vividly sticks How in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just it's just crazy to like Yeah. I I grew up with those kids. I grew up playing with those kids. And now like seeing like looking at the photo like Oh, he plays there now. He plays there now. Yeah. Right. He, uh, like, some other kids that, like, he he moved on to North Carolina or, you know, whatever. Yeah. So. And even, like, to tie it back into radio, like, we wouldn't have been as good as friends as we are now if it wasn't for sports radio. And, I mean, like, as you mentioned earlier, like, we were getting off topic or easily. That's because we just bounce off each other so well. Like, I mean, oh, we've, been doing, we've been doing sports radio for three years together. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. That was really sweet. See, I will say, though, uh, coming from somebody who no longer plays sports, I I give you guys a lot of credit because anyone who knows me, I'm a very kind and gentle human being, but peace I was love. peace and love. That is my motto. <laughs> but when I played sports, oof, the anger that comes out of me. Oh, my God. Yeah. Sometimes it's, my favorite. It, it's like therapeutic. Yeah. Well, I mean, I see tweets all the time that's like, I really don't care about anything in my life except for academic validation, athletic validation. So, yeah. I mean... <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> when, it, when, it's, when it's time for uh, football, my pregame playlist is named Demon Time. That's all you have to know. That makes a lot That's of sense. <laughs> Mine's something very similar. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Wow. Okay, well. <laughs> Are we going to wrap up on Martel saying his, uh, his playlist is called Demon Time? Well, you know, it's nah. time to go. Do you guys have any other comments to make before we close up? If uh, you go ahead. Our new mascot is behind Lindsay. Yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> did we decide on a name? We got a few I really want to throw that monkey away. <laughs> I like Momo the monkey. I'm fine with that. Or Willie really Wilkes. Like Willie Wilkes? Willie Wilkes. He's been looking well, at me this whole time. Was that in view? Yeah, probably. Probably. I mean, if Willie Wilkes. I mean, I feel like Willie Wilkes would be like a whale. Yeah. Whale. Like Free Willie. I'm here for it. Whatever we want to do there. Um, um, but sorry to, no, to end right off. Um, I'm going to end off with one topic. If, <laughs> if you have any considerations or thoughts or even like an aspiration to do anything like journalism related, like, I mean, it's a hard field to get into. I mean, broadcast journalism, like what we're doing now, it's very tough, very competitive. Just go in with an open mind and be willing to do or learn anything that you are able to. And you'll be able to end up in successful positions. Couldn't have said it better. Um, also, if anybody is interested, please feel free to follow our social medias or contact any one of us if you want any information. It will be uh, in the bio of this podcast episode if anybody wants to check it out or to reach out to one of us. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. As always, you are listening. <laughs> Let me thank uh, Martel and Ariel for being here with me. <laughs> Not just listeners. Thank you so much for accompanying me for this. I really enjoyed it. Um, as always, I love spending time with you guys. So thank you everyone for listening. As always, you are listening to 90.7 WCLH, Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, Hazleton. Don't you dare forget to keep keep it it locked. locked.